TED Audio Collective. We all know relationships at work and in life are so hard to manage. And the strange thing is, we're never even taught how to connect well, which means so many of our relationships can become pretty dysfunctional. We build friendships, navigate early romantic relationships, get married and bring babies home from the hospital with the expectation that we'll figure it out. But the truth is, we often harm and disrespect the ones we love. That's Katie Hood, CEO of One Love Foundation, an organization that teaches people across the U.S. how to have healthier relationships. Because she believes every single one of us will experience some nasty stuff in relationships, and every single one of us will do some messed up stuff we're really not proud of. Hello, Katie. So I called Katie to chat. It is so good to see you. It is so good to see you, too. Katie and I actually went to business school together, and I wanted to talk to her because we all know there are plenty of unhealthy relationships in the workplace, and I figured we could all learn a little something from Katie's expertise. The same behaviors that are unhealthy in romantic relationships are unhealthy in work relationships and friend relationships and family relationships. So we realized in teaching about these unhealthy behaviors, we had something that could help people through all parts of their lives. Welcome to TED Business. I'm Madupa Akinola. And over the next two weeks, we're going to go deep into what it takes to build healthier personal and professional relationships. So back to Katie's talk after a quick break. This show is brought to you by Schwab. You're here because you like to keep a pulse on trends in technology. Well, Now you can invest in what's trending, in artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more with Schwab Investing Themes. It's an easy way to invest in ideas you believe in. Schwab's research process uncovers emerging trends, then their technology curates relevant stocks into themes. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy all the stocks in a theme as is, or customize to better fit your investing goals all in a few clicks. Schwab Investing Themes is not intended to be investment advice or a recommendation of any stock or investment strategy. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast generating texts in seconds thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magirite is right for you at canva.com designed for work. Canva. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Are you driving your car or doing laundry right now? Podcasts go best when they're bundled with another activity. Like Progressive home and auto policies, they're best when they're bundled too. Having these two policies together makes insurance easier and could help you save. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to Progressive save nearly $800 on average. Quote a home and car bundle today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. 
Add a little curiosity into your routine with TED Talks Daily, the podcast that brings you a new TED Talk every weekday. In less than 15 minutes a day, you'll go beyond the headlines and learn about the big ideas shaping your future. Coming up, how AI will change the way we communicate, how to be a better leader, and more. Listen to TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts. I work for an organization called One Love, started by a family whose daughter Yardley was killed by her ex-boyfriend. This was a tragedy no one saw coming. But when they looked back, they realized the warning signs were there, just no one understood what they were seeing. Called crazy or drama or too much drinking, his his actions weren't understood to be what they really were, which was clear signs of danger. Her family realized that if anyone had been educated about these signs, Her death could have been prevented. So today we're on a mission to make sure that others have the information that Yardley and her friends didn't. We have three main goals. Give all of us a language for talking about a subject that's quite awkward and uncomfortable to discuss. Empower a whole front line, namely friends, to help. And in the process, improve all of our ability to love better. To do this, it's always important to start by illuminating the unhealthy signs that we frequently miss. And our work really focuses on creating content to start conversations with young people. As you'd expect, most of our content's pretty serious, given the subject at hand. But today I'm going to use five markers of unhealthy love. The first is intensity. Abusive relationships don't start out abusive, they start out exciting and exhilarating. There's an intensity of affection and emotion, a rush. It feels really good. You feel so lucky, like you've hit the jackpot. But in unhealthy love, these feelings shift over time, from exciting to overwhelming and maybe a little bit suffocating. You feel it in your gut. Maybe it's when your new boyfriend or girlfriend says, I love you faster than you were ready for or start showing up everywhere, texting and calling a lot. Maybe they're impatient when you're slow to respond, even though they know you had other things going on that day. It's important to remember that it's not how a relationship starts that matters, it's how it evolves. It's important in the early days of a new relationship to pay attention to how you're feeling. Are you comfortable with the pace of intimacy? Do you feel like you have space and room to breathe? It's also really important to start practicing using your voice to talk about your own needs. Are your requests respected? A second marker is isolation. If you ask me, isolation is one of the most frequently missed and misunderstood signs of unhealthy love. Why? Well, because every new relationship starts out with this intense desire to spend time together, it's easy to miss when something shifts. Isolation creeps in when your new boyfriend or girlfriend starts pulling you away from your friends and family, your support system, and tethering you more tightly to them. They might say things like, why do you hang out with them? They're such losers about your best friends. Or they want us to break up. They're totally against us about your family. Isolation is about sowing seeds of doubt about everyone from your pre-relationship life. Healthy love includes independence, two people who love spending time together, but who stay connected to the people and activities they cared about before. While at first you might spend every waking minute together, over time maintaining independence is key. You do this by making plans with friends and sticking to them, and encouraging your partner to do the same. A third marker of unhealthy love is extreme jealousy. 
As the honeymoon period begins to fade, extreme jealousy can creep in. Your partner might become more demanding, needing to know where you are and who you're with all the time, or they might start following you everywhere, online and off. Extreme jealousy also brings with it possessiveness and mistrust, frequent accusations of flirting with other people or cheating, and refusal to listen to you when you tell them they have nothing to worry about and that you only love them. Jealousy is a part of any human relationship, but extreme jealousy is different. There's a threatening, desperate, and angry edge to it. Love shouldn't feel like this. A fourth marker is belittling. In unhealthy love, words are used as weapons. Conversations that used to be fun and lighthearted turn mean and embarrassing. Maybe your partner makes fun of you in a way that hurts, or maybe they tell stories and jokes for laughs at your expense. When you try to explain that your feelings have been hurt, they shut you down and accuse you of overreacting. Why are you so sensitive? What's your problem? Give me a break. You're silenced by these words. It seems pretty obvious, but your partner should have your back. Their words should build you up, not break you down. They should keep your secrets and be loyal. They should make you feel more confident, not less. Finally, a fifth marker: volatility. Frequent breakups and makeups, high highs and low lows. As tension rises, so does volatility. Tearful, frustrated fights followed by emotional makeups. Hateful and hurtful comments like "You're worthless. I'm not even sure why I'm with you," followed quickly by apologies and promises it will never happen again. By this point, you've been so conditioned to this relationship roller coaster that you may not realize how unhealthy and maybe even dangerous your relationship has become. It can be really hard to see when unhealthy love turns towards abuse, but it's fair to say that the more of these markers your relationship might have. The more unhealthy and maybe dangerous your relationship could be, and if your instinct is to break up and leave, which is advice so many of us give our friends when they're in unhealthy relationships, that's not always the best advice. Time of breakup can be a real trigger for violence. If you fear you might be headed towards abuse or in abuse, you need to consult with experts to get the advice on how to leave safely. But it's not just about romantic relationships, and it's not just about violence. Understanding the signs of unhealthy love can help you audit and understand nearly every relationship in your life. For the first time, you might understand why you're disappointed in a friendship, or why every interaction with a certain family member leaves you discouraged and anxious. You might even begin to see how your own intensity and jealousy is causing problems with colleagues at work. Understanding is the first step to improving, and while you can't make every unhealthy relationship healthy, Some you're going to have to leave behind. You can do your part every day to do relationships better. And here's the exciting news: it's actually not rocket science. Open communication, mutual respect, kindness, patience—we can practice these things every day. And while practice will definitely make you better, I have to promise you, it's also not going to make you perfect. I do this for a living. Every day, I think and talk about healthy relationships, and still I do unhealthy things. Just the other day, as I was trying to shuttle my four kids out the door amidst quarreling, squabbling, and complaints about breakfast, I completely lost it. With an intentionally angry edge, I screamed, "Everybody, just shut up and do what I say! You are the worst. I'm going to take away screen time and dessert and anything else you could possibly ever enjoy in life." <laughs> Anybody been there? 
volatility, belittling. My oldest son turned around and looked at me and said, "Mom, that's not love." <laughs> for a minute, I really wanted to kill him for calling me out. Trust me. But then I gathered myself and I thought, you know what? I'm actually proud. I'm proud that he has a language to make me pause. I want all of my kids to understand what the bar should be for how they're treated, and to have a language and a voice to use when that bar is not met, versus just accepting it. For too long, we've treated relationships as a soft topic, when relationship skills are one of the most important and hard-to-build things in life. Not only can understanding unhealthy signs help you avoid the rabbit hole that leads to unhealthy love. But understanding and practicing the art of being healthy can improve nearly every aspect of your life. I'm completely convinced that while love is an instinct and an emotion, the ability to love better is a skill we can all build and improve on over time. Thank you. Support for TED Business comes from Odoo. What's Odoo? Well, Odoo is an all-in-one management software with apps for every business need. Odoo has apps for CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, manufacturing, and everything in between. And they're all in one easy-to-use software. And the best part about Odoo? All Odoo apps are integrated, helping you get things done faster and more efficiently. So when you think about business, Think Odoo. To learn more, visit odoo.com/tedbusiness. That's o-d-o-o.com/tedbusiness. This message comes from Apple Card. Earn up to three percent daily cash back on every purchase every day. Then grow it at four point five zero percent annual percentage yield when you open a savings account with Apple Card. Visit apple.co/cardcalculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card subject to credit approval. Savings available to Apple Card owners subject to eligibility. Savings accounts provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA member FDIC. Terms apply. Katie threw some nuggets up in there, so I have a lot of questions. And given this is about relationships, it's going to take a whole lot more than a typical short lesson to unpack this one. So please tune in next week. Hi, Katie. Hi, Madupe. How are you? Where Katie and I will spend a full episode deconstructing how to handle some tough dynamics at work. I'm good. I'm good. You know, I've really been enjoying working with you, but there was an experience that happened the other day that I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. How do you tell your boss that something they did really hurt you? I kind of felt a little belittled. I kind of felt like you saw me as an idiot and oh. I'm really working my best and I'm trying my hardest. And, um, I just, I, I, I just wanted to share that with you cause it, it, it hurt. And how as a boss, do you respond? I'm so sorry that I made you feel like an idiot. That was definitely not my intent, but if that is the impact I had, then I'm super grateful that you just raised it with me. Next week, Katie Hood prepares us for those moments where finding the right words can be so hard. I mean, our whole goal is to turn what people normally code as emotion, how you feel when somebody belittles mm -hmm. you or when somebody's volatile with you. We mm -hmm. want to give people a language so instead of just feeling bad, they can say, 
that was really belittling. And they can name yeah. it and then they can talk through it. So it's providing a language yep. we didn't have before. So there's some good stuff in store for you next week. This show is produced by Kim Naderfane-Peterza, mixed by Sam Baer, and fact-checked by Eliza Solomon. Special thanks to Michelle Quint, Corey Hagem, Nicole Bodie, Anna Phelan, and Colin Helms. I'm Madhupa Akinola, and you can always reach me with feedback or ideas for the show at business at ted.com. Talk to you again next week. <laughs> <laughs>